Welcome, story seekers, to the Fairies Regretful Tales, where we take your favorite fairy tales, folklore, mythology, even modern legends, and lose our absolute shit over how ridiculous things are, because god are they fucking dumb. But we are your fabled fairy fabulist. I'm Arya. And I'm Hudson. And thank you for tuning in to our first ever podcast slash video, whatever you want to call this thing. <laughs> you know, we're not professionals at all. N- not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but this week, I'm thinking we go into Scottish folklore and go into our namesake, fairies. I would like to begin with the fairy changelings. Aren't changelings fun? No? No. No. I mean, for fairies they are. Not for the people they switch with. I thought it was a blast. But there was once a woman who lived on the sea where the winds blew cold and damp. By day, she combed the sand for seaweed. Why would she comb sand for seaweed? That's so random. I got nothing. (laughs) And by night, she lay alone in her bed, weak and alone, for her husband was a fisherman. And by the light of the moon, he trawled the rocky coast, eking a cruel living. But one which kept them fed and warmed in a cozy cottage. The woman longed for a child, but it was many years before her wish was granted. And when her baby finally came, he was small and feeble. Her neighbor said he would die. Or worse, what nice neighbors! <laughs> they just come over? Mm, that baby's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not the thing you want to hear <laughs> no. when you get a kid. <laughs> or when you want a kid. <laughs> when you get a kid, what? Do you just find one on the side of the road? I mean, don't <laughs> That's a bad joke. Uh, yeah. I, I know how, how my parents would have reacted once they once someone came up to me and was like, oh, that baby's going to die. Smack them right in the face. No, someone would have died that day. <laughs> Just not the baby. Yeah, equivalent exchange. Oh, that works. But the neighbor said he would die or worse. He would be snatched by the fairies who loved a child so fair of complexion, so slight of build. He would be taken, they said, to the land of light, where the fairies danced and sang and played all day, where they set traps and tricks for mortal folk who crossed their merry path. The fairies sound like just wonderful people. Uh, you know, they have fun. I'm pretty sure the people <laughs> they keep aren't having as much fun. Also, I love how it's like, oh yeah, your baby looks so sick. It's probably going to die or get stolen. <laughs> Honestly, like said, great neighbors. <laughs> throw out the neighbor. I'm just going to be honest. Just throw him away. Doesn't matter where. <laughs> the fisherman's poor wife could not help but think that a life of laughter would bring roses to the cheeks of her white child. And when she wished with all of her being that he would be stolen by the fairies and taken to the, a land where he could become strong. So she wanted her baby stolen? 
That's a, that's a way of putting it. Um, yeah. I think she just wanted him to have a better life. Stolen. Got it. <laughs> and so it was that the fisherman's wife set her child out on the rocks on the edge of her land and watched and waited. She slept for a few moments, but otherwise moved not. And still her baby lay there, swaddled and spiritless. An invitation to the little folk was not accepted. At length she berated herself for some foolhardy actions and brought her baby into the cottage once more. And there he surprised her by pulling himself up and demanding food, attaching himself to her teat with such teat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why can't they just say breast or boobs? <laughs> a breast would have been fine. I was thinking, like, well, they can't say a nipple. But... <laughs> or no, tip? Breast would... <laughs> just imagine just reading, then the baby jumps on her tits. I'm like, hold on. Or you never know. I know that this is our first. <laughs> but attaching himself to her tipped teat, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm making it for the fun of it. <laughs> With such relish that she drew back. He suckled the woman dry and then demanding porridge. And he still lay small and wizened, more yellow than before, but so hungry that she could not feed him. So the Fisherman's wife. I'm just imagining her breasts like deflating. <laughs> oh, my. that's awful. That is awful. <laughs> it's until it was dry. I'm like, I mean, yeah. I didn't think that was a thing. Oh, so the fisherman's wife placed her baby at her breast and went to see the wise men in the village, anxious about her small but starving baby, frightened about his curious change. The wise men listened to. Him her careful sto- her story carefully. Sorry, I can't read. I'm only slightly dyslexic. And silently shaking his head. You have not your own bar- baron, but a fairy changeling, he said finally. The wife of the fisherman balked, for there in front of her was the very shape and likeness of her baby and the cry was as shrill as ever. She refused to believe him. Take him then to your cottage and leave him in his cradle. Shut the door, but do not go. Spy upon him there and you'll be sure. And so the fisherman's wife returned to her cottage and laid the baby upon the bed, shutting the door firmly behind her, but skulking back to peer through the window. And suddenly her baby sat up and drew from under the mattress a chanter which he began to play and instead of her baby there was a old fairy barak that that says barak barak b-o-d-a-c-h barak 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 <laughs> i don't know how to say stuff in other languages i'm assuming it's some form of celtic so I, I, my first thought is barak but it could also just celtic's weird Celtic's very it's weird. Scottish. Celtic's weird. <laughs> she fairly, she fairly flew back to the wise men and implored him to help her get rid of the changeling. Sickened at the thought of having 
suckled at that gnarled creature. Gnarled creature? <laughs> Is that what you almost said? I almost said that. That gnarled creature. <laughs> so wise man looks at her and goes, are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> also, I love how I love how that changeling is just very dumb. It's like coast clear. Immediately takes up a channer. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> like what? It's, no I mean, sense of self preservation. It's a baby. It's a young changeling. It doesn't know. It knows. It knows to jump on its seat, ask for porridge, and just like give me more. <laughs> I would hope it would know better. Ugh. Calmly, the wise man told her what to do. The very next day, the wife of the fisherman. Why doesn't she have a name, by the way? Just the wife of the fisherman. It's not important. Not important. <laughs> the wife of the fisherman took her changeling baby and laid him on a the laid you know him on better. a rock by the sea. What would if, be better? If everyone else had a name. The fisherman had a name. The wise man had a name. The baby had a name. The changeling had a name. <laughs> just not but her. Just not her. <laughs> As the fisherman's wife went to Derek, the wise man, about her, about her husband, Charles's son, Anthony, and the changeling, Daryl the Duke. I don't know. I'm part of the interruption by this cute little oh, fur. Fur is never an interruption. I know. She's not. Calmly, the wise man told her what to do. The very next day, the wife of the fisherman took her changeling baby and laid him on a rock by the sea busying herself by collecting seaward seaweed as she did not uh, fur fur, uh. fur let fur read the story now I think that's <laughs> what it means I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry little girl but busying herself by collecting seaweed as she did on every day that passed and comforted by this routine the baby or the fairy buddock as she now knew he was fell asleep as he slept the tiger drew in, licking at the walk, uh, licking at the rock on which he slept, until the waters began to dampen his wrapping. And he woke with a start. When he realized that he could not reach the fisherman's wife without swimming, swimming, he rose to his full height. And a little fairy man, once more, he began to stomp his feet and howl, shaking his fist at the fisherman's wife, who stood entranced as the waters threatened to engulf the fierce fairy. And so it was that ten or twelve small fairies appeared to rescue their kin. But since fairies cannot swim, they danced helplessly on the shore while the waters grew higher and higher about the rock. The fisherman's wife was smug, and she said, I shall leave him there until you return my baby. Mm, what's that? Damn. Badass mom over here. I know, but so, she's the one that gave him to the ch to the fairies in the first place. I don't think it went the way she thought it was going to go. <laughs> Although, so awful, mom. I know. What are you doing? I'm looking up pronunciation of Buddha. <laughs> I am genuinely curious about this. You can look that up later. I'm just added in the notes about Buddha. <laughs> advertisement came on for me. Oh. Well, that's not how this goes. It is Budach. It is Budach. Budach. It's fine. <laughs> you, can, can you not swim? No, we can't. <laughs> but anyways, back to the sassy mother and the, the fairies on the beach. 
and the fairies disappeared and returned her baby who had grown in his time away from his mother and whose cheeks were roses whose white skin had a bloomed of good health and she thanked the fairies and returned their buddock to them so the fisherman's wife flushed with her good fortune went back to her cozy cottage protected from the winds which blew cold and damp by the sea she lived there with her blossom and baby by day combing the sands for seaweed and at night nestling warm in her bed with her son silently thanking the little people who made him strong and that was the end of the fairy changeling i mean technically she wasn't wrong <laughs> I mean, he got healthier he did get healthier it was a good was there actually a proper moral of that story besides I mean, welcome just, the little folk. Uh, you know, I don't know. Most fairy tales, most all fairy tales, no matter what they are, are just don't trust strangers. That's the moral of the story usually when it comes to them. Yeah. And I don't know about this one. I think it's. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. But she still got rewarded in the end, so that's not a very good moral. I know. I mean, if the kid was still like sickly, he still got healthy, so I guess. I mean, I mean, if he had like gotten back sick over time, that'd be an interesting moral. And he doesn't necessarily need to be dying, but he's just like won't grow up very strong. Yeah, I guess the moral would be just accept what you got. Accept what you got, and accept the folks around you. By I don't know. I don't I don't know. That was a weird story. There was no moral. No. Sorry, folk. <laughs> There's no moral. I guess with a lot of Irish or Celtic stories, um, it, the moral is just don't let your kids get kidnapped. And then when it comes to German fairy tales, it's just don't trust strangers or weird wolves that talk. <laughs> so I'm not sure where this one falls. We'll have to um, go over some of the weird wolves that talk in the future. But... I guess I'll pass the book to you. Yes, because And I... it should already be marked to the story you want to read. Ah, thank you, yes. I am also going to do a fairy story in lieu of our opening episode of the Fairy's Regretful Tales. These are going to be the fairy dancers. And excuse the fur on my lap. Do I need to take the fur? No, I am just saying, look at the fur. <laughs> That's true. I, excuse her on my lap, but don't ever, ever move her. That's true. She is, she is excellent. <laughs> she, she does. She pulls, she... she pulls the frame together, let's be she honest. She does, oh my god, she's just yeah. so perfect. Yes, absolutely. It would be better if we had a void, but the void... Eh, sleeping out there. The void is keeping guard. She is, like, she's good guard kitty. Like the ancient cats of Eve. <laughs> Alrighty. It was Christmas Eve, and by the lock at Etive sat two farmers, longing for a drink but with an empty barrel between them. And so it was decided, on that icy Christmas Eve, that these two farmers would walk the road of King's House, uh, the nearest inn, and they would buy a barrel of the best whiskey there, a three-gallon jar that would warm them through the frosty months to come. So they set off along the winding road, and over the hills that glistened with snow, all frosted with ice, and came to the warm wooded inn at the King House. It was there that a cup of tea was shared, and a wee dram or two, and so the two men were uh, quite merry as they set off home again. The three-gallon jar heavy on the back of the youngest man, 
for they would take turns carrying it, uh, carrying its weight on the long journey down the winding road and over the hills. At least they were nice to yeah. share the burden. I was also saying, like, such a hot start to this story. And I was really worried that I would be covering my face. That's actually perfect. <laughs> That's actually a really good... Good. Um, you can tell. We could just, we we planned so well for what's happening. Hey, I think we planned a lot. Also, I love how busy my side of the screen is between the book, this cat... <laughs> I know! And me. <laughs> and I got... And you're just, because like, no, you don't need anything else. I need all the props. <laughs> you're fine. You look great. Oh, well, thanks. You're, you're dressed for the, if you're dressed for the fairy occasion, I'm dressed to work out in the woods. <laughs> I guess that's close enough. Yeah, you're the lumberjack. I'm the lumberjack I'm the fairy. in the story. Yeah. The, yeah, the hunter's usually portrayed as a lumberjack in this story, so it's Exactly. Perfect. But back to our... Uh, back to our drinking friends. Yes. Let's see. Um, oh no, I lost my prop. It's the only thing that made my side of the screen worthwhile. Now I got the prop. Well, see, now no one's going to care about my side of the screen. They're just going to cover half of it. <laughs> They're like, oh, well. Alrighty. The cat went over there. I gotta pay attention to the other side now. <laughs> uh, and over the hills they went, but they were stopped. Duh. But they were stopped by the need for a taste of that whiskey and for a smoke. Then the sound of, of a fantastic reel grew louder and louder, and a light shone brighter over the hills towards the north. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, a reel is a type of Scottish, like, jig, a type of Scottish, uh, music and dance. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yes. So whenever you hear any sort of Scottish band, or if you hear, if you hear bagpipes, they'll say, well, do you want to do a reel or a jig? That oh. describes a different type of music, as well as dance. Oh, I guess we actually learned something on this episode. That's what you get when you have a Celt to read for you. Once again, this is Scottish. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it's just a wee star, said one man, ready for a smoke and a stipple. <laughs> God. See, I'm really glad I read that, because I don't know how you would have read O-C-H. <laughs> you would have said, Och, it's just a wee star. <laughs> would you have attempted the, would no. you have attempted the Scottish at all? Also, I'm curious. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I'm curious if this was written by a Scotsman or not, because I don't know if they would have done, Oh, it's just a wee star. I think they would have. Oh, potentially, but I don't know. Honestly. Uh, nah, it's a light, and there's a party there to be sure, And the other, uh, said the other, who was a great dancer and loved a reel more than any other. Um, so, they crossed the bray to the north, towards the light and the sound of pipes, which played a fine tune. Why do I have a bad feeling this going to fairyland here? Yeah, whenever a fairy invites you to a dancing circle or to their realm... Yeah, don't, don't do it! Don't, because do you're it. not leaving either. I would have a blast. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Exactly. That's my motto for life, <laughs> to be fair. Um, if you hadn't noticed by just being around. <laughs> it's also how I play mesh. Um, so they crossed the bray to the north towards the... I already read that. Uh, towards... Uh, I'll keep reading it. So they crossed the bray to the north towards the light and the sound of pipes which played a fine tune. There in front of them were dancers, women in silk dresses, bowing and twirling, and men in highland dress, with pipes playing an enchanted, fine tune that drew them towards the hill. So just imagine men in a bunch of kilts and high socks. I thought of pretty women. <laughs> See, that's where my... That's the fair. The difference in, of our minds is, you go guys, I go girls. Well, I thought of the girls. I really thought of the girls. But I also know how uh, Keltmen, or uh, Scotsmen, uh, have fine dress. And I swear we're straight. Painfully so. 
Uh, the guy going into the portal, probably. Yeah. Uh, bear, uh, uh, who wanted more than anything to find his friend and the barrel of whiskey. So the farmer climbed over the hills towards that light, and he heard there the sound of pipes, which played a fine tune. There in front of him were dancers, women in silk, bowing and twirling, and men in highland dress, with pipes playing an, an enchanted fine tune that drew him towards the hill. God, I miss bagpipes. Fucking hate bagpipes. You haven't heard good bagpipes. Sorry to everyone that plays bagpipes. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh. My dad was in a Scottish uh, bagpipe band. I'm sorry. For being Irish Polish, he was in a Scottish band. <laughs> I get my Scottish from my mom, who is Mexican. Okay. <laughs> I, I, nope, I, we're not going. I'm really weird. No, we brought it up. We're gonna keep talking. Nope, we're we're continuing on about. I want to learn about the fairy dancers. Yeah, we'll talk more about bagpipes though. At a later date. Oh. It's topical, though. At a later date. Oh. <laughs> okay. First judging Fine you. Tune. There in front of him were dancers, Highland dress. Ah, where you read that part. And he stuck his fishing hook in the threshold of the door, with no, uh, for no fairy can touch the metal of a mortal man. And he entered the room, which spun with music, and, uh, and threatened to drag him into its midst. But this farmer never liked to dance, preferring instead a good smoke and a dram of whiskey. And he resisted the calls of his soul, and struggled through the uh, through the crowd to find his uh, friend, the farmer, who danced in the middle of the reel like a man possessed. Och, lad, we've only just begun, the dancer protested, and his friend dragged him away. And since he had danced for near twelve months with that barrel on his back, he carried it home again, along the winding road and over the hills that glistened with snow, all frosted with ice. They came to the farm of the man who had been dancing. And with a, uh, and what a surprise met his poor, lonely wife when she opened the door. For there was her husband, just skin and bones, be sh- to be sure. But there, nonetheless, nonetheless, with his barrel of whiskey, just twelve months late. And they sat up that night, the man and his friend, and each of their wives. Ha <laughs> ha. And sure. what a Christmas Eve they had with that barrel of whiskey, which had me- uh, mellowed with the warmth of the fairy hill, and they drank it all, just twelve months late. No, I'm shocking that he was able to rescue his friend that easily. I'm surprised that that wasn't a time skip. I thought that was going to be a hey, we just started. No, he was dancing for twelve months. Yeah. Wasn't even me- well. He said they said he was thin and gaunt. He was that thin and gaunt, so he was probably dancing for like a little while, like a week or so. I thin and gaunt. I would say it was like a couple weeks, maybe a month. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how long does it take for mal- malnutrition to set in? Yeah, but I mean, if you don't have any food or water for, you can only last a week without food and water. That's true. Well, Fairyland. Fairyland. Uh, so okay. I mean, it could have been twelve months. It could have been. Do we really think it was though? Potentially, it's fa- again Fairyland. It could have been. He could have been there for him. Maybe it could have been. No, it could have actually just been twelve months, and he, the Fairyland just made sure he didn't die. That's true, and he may have thought it was just um, right then, like, that he just got there. Oh, God, the D&D nerd in me is like, okay, so his body feels the 12 months, but his brain said only, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. That is interesting. Now I'm gonna... What do you think happened, you guys? <laughs> let us know, because... <laughs> well, let us hear your theories on how fairy magic works, because I don't know anything about fairy folklore. This is this is a good way for me to get 
uh, introduce. This is how we're learning. We know the basics. We know D&D. <laughs> yes. We we're, know. <laughs> yep. We're just fucking nerds who thought it would be fun to poke... <laughs> See, I don't even know. I'd say we both know enough not to let our children get kidnapped or fall into a fairy circle or fairy door. But that's only me, because I mean, you let yourself get sucked into a fairy portal in a second. Well, yes, but also, <laughs> well, there's yes. the one flaw there of, you said not let our children get kidnapped. I don't have kids. I was going to say, cats. yeah. <laughs> well, you can't let your cats get kidnapped. No. If anyone dares tries to kidnap my cats, they're so, going to have a problem. So. Fifty uh, percent ain't bad. Cause he's perfect. But I think that is all for this week's episode, and thank you to our wonderful guest, Miss Cassie. Lafuzz. Who's gonna be probably showing up more often? So <laughs> hopefully you're cat people, and if you're not, you'll become one. She's perfect. <laughs> Well, we all thank you all for watching. We hope to see you again, and we hope to be here again. We shall be here again uh, next time. Maybe go a little bit more spookier, on at least my side of things. Oh, I don't mind spooky. That would be fun. So then, yeah, we shall return with spooky tales next time on The Fairy's Regretful Tales.